So Dejanay Jackson has not been arrested. There's no proof. There's no information. There's nothing. Not even a mugshot. All right, let's get into it. that says, right. well, maybe what we'll do is we'll just make sure that you can get extradited back to Mexico. Shall we try that? Now, contemplate that for just one second. What are the Mexicans going to do? You might get one prosecutor saying, yeah, we'll take a look, send her down, send him down. Be like, oh, I don't want to go to Mexico. All of a sudden, mad. you're going to Mexico, oh, so you, they're going to speak. And I've got to take a break, Josh. Yeah, you're right. So we're going to see what happens. But certainly we can all agree we all have children oh. that none of us oh. enjoy having to watch what Mr. Robinson and the entire family the has had to go From through. the press, from the family, people wanting to know about this, that's going to increase the pressure. A good law enforcement agency is going to find one of these six and make them the theoretical offer they can't refuse. You start talking about going to real prison for hiding bodies, international conspiracies involving murder, very quickly you're talking about real time. Real time. I've done extraditions. It's really easy. It's not a long process. We in the U.S. have to arrest these POCs, these so-called friends on a girl's getaway. We got to arrest them. We take them to court, and there's just a couple of questions. You get their fingerprint, and you say, are you Gary Davidson? And if the person says yes, it's all over, because you have a signed governor's warrant from Mexico. And all you need to do, you don't have to establish guilt or innocence. All they have to do is establish, are you Gary Davidson? And if you tell me no under oath, I compare your fingerprints, I see that it's you, and bye-bye, you've got, you got a chain on your hands, and you're on the way to Mexico. That's all there is. It's not a fact-finding uh, investigation in court. It's very simply, are you Gary Davidson? That's all I want to know. That's all an extradition is. Up, then there's a warrant that may be issued for his arrest, which would be easy for the FBI and the local enforcement there in North Carolina to just pick him up and throw him in the back of the police car. Something that Nazir Wiggins is used to, right? Being in the courtroom, being in the back of the police car and in handcuffs allegedly. And so now it's gonna be easier because according to court documents, it shows that Nazir Tyree Vincent Wiggins has a court date December 1st, 2022 for traffic, reckless driving to endanger, and speeding. So it's going to be very, very easy for the feds and the Mexican government to pick him up because Nazir Wiggins will be already in the courtroom. And if Nazir don't show up, there may be a warrant that will be issued that will make it even more easier for law enforcement to pick him up. We have one down and five to go. We still have Khalil Cook, Malik Dyer, Winter Donovan, 
and the one we saw on that viral video that was very disturbing, Dajanae Jackson. All right, you guys, tell me what you think about all of this. Tell me if you think the feds is going to pick up Nazir Tyree Vincent Wiggins right after he sit in front of the judge for his reckless driving to endanger and his speeding allegedly. All right, with this guys. disturbing murder of Shankrella, uh, Shankrella Robinson, what do you think happened? Well, at this point, it's confusing because based on the um, videotape and then based on the um, stories that our friends are giving, there's a, a huge divergence in terms of what law enforcement is being told. So it's even confusing the cause and manner of death. Is it an accident or did she die as the result of, of an attack? And that becomes very critical because people that were involved in it and may have helped to cover up what happened. Um, maybe they just got caught up with it, but they are gonna get involved and probably charged as well. Well, that's good to, to hear because they need to be charged. And you know, there's so much conflicting behavior of this group with Shanquella. And let's talk about those uh, potential charges there. Uh, I would look at, I mean, I'm not the attorney here, but premeditated murder, a potential, a potential charge. Uh, and and can, any, can anyone be punished for this cover-up? I mean, what other charges could be filed? Well, in addition to that, it could be lying to police or over here in the United States, they probably have already been interviewed by the FBI. <clears throat> and if they lied to the FBI, that's a felony so they could be charged with that so it's it's a very serious situation and they may feel like they're so deep into this that they don't know what to do <clears throat> but the fact of the matter is they really have to start telling the truth about what happened because there is a legal jeopardy for them yeah and because they're accomplices <clears throat> at this point you've got this guy recording this who doesn't have the guts to stop it I mean, what, what is that? You know, and he's saying, can you at least fight back? Why don't you stop the fight, first of all? But anyway, he's just watching and recording. What about him? Well, once they identify him, and they probably already have, um, he does have more culpability if he's standing there and he's not at least attempting to intercede. So, and then depending on what he says after the fact, does he support the possibility or this, does he support the story that it was alcohol poisoning which means he's probably lying or does he come forward and tell the truth so because his voice is on the video they know he was there when things were happening so he has very complex liability in this situation so just again and i want to move on to the other uh the un other unfortunate murders what are the charges in this case uh, uh, in the shanquella robinson case well, depending on what they finally decide, it could be, it could be um, some some level of of murder. It could be um, accessory. It could be lying after the fact. It could be cover up. So, there's some new information in the Shanquilla Robinson case. The Charlotte Observer was able to obtain a copy of the police report from Mexico, which differed pretty drastically from the death certificate. According to the death certificate, Shanquilla died 15 minutes after her injury. That's not the case. They also failed to note any signs of obvious injury, which her parents both noted were present. Winter Donovan, one of the Cabo Six, called for medical personnel at 2.13. When the doctor arrived an hour later, she was told that Shanquilla had had too much to drink and was inebriated and probably needed an IV. The doctor found stable vital signs and tried to give her an IV with fluids, but Shanquilla was always unresponsive and she could not get the IV in.
The doctor told these friends that she needed to go to the hospital, but the friends refused, asking her to treat her only in the room. The doctor, remember, was only told that she was intoxicated, so she continued to try and treat her in the room with an IV, but was unsuccessful. Her vital signs were stable until they weren't. Her blood pressure started dropping, her oxygen stats started dropping, and the doctor began performing CPR. At that time, Leonard Donovan then called the ambulance. EMTs arrived and gave her 14 rounds of CPR, five doses of adrenaline, and six electrical shocks, but they were unable to revive her. She was declared dead at 557. That's hours after her initial injury. Her cause of death, as you know, was listed as severe spinal cord injury, broken neck. So almost as infuriating as watching the guy film and not step in to help Shanquella is the fact that these six gave the doctor bad information on what her injuries were, which prevented the doctor from giving her adequate care. Now, could she have lived had they transported her to a hospital with the proper neck precautions? I don't know, but I'd certainly say it was a chance. This is Dejanae Jackson. This is the woman who was in the fight with Shanquella. At the end of this video, I'm going to flash up some of the screenshots from her Instagram account where she decides that she's innocent and she wants to give her side of the story, but I can't find the screenshot. I found it last night, but I can't find the screenshot, but she indicated that she was not going to give her story unless she was paid for it. Classy. Two other things that are pretty important to know. When they found Shanquilla, she was allegedly clothed in her pajamas. So they took her body and put her pajamas on her, probably injuring her more in the process. And also, the FBI has given permission to extradite these six back to Mexico should Mexico decide to press charges. Let's go, Mexico. Here are the screenshots from Dejanae Jackson's Instagram account. authorities are announcing a major development in the mysterious death of 25-year-old American tourist Shanquilla Robinson. Police issued their first arrest warrant Wednesday, charging an acquaintance of Robinson's with femicide, a form of gender-based violence. At this time, local officials have not named that person, but they have identified them as a direct aggressor against the Charlotte native. We also know that they have already initiated requests to the United States for extradition. In a now viral video that is too graphic to show, one of Robinson's acquaintances is seen physically attacking her inside the room of that luxury resort in Cabo where they were vacationing last month. And this week, ABC News obtained a bombshell police report that states Robinson may have been getting medical attention in that room for three hours before her death. Her autopsy revealing she died of a spinal cord injury and a broken neck, contradicting her roommate's claims that she fell ill due to alcohol poisoning. As the FBI now conducts their own investigation, Robinson's family is expressing relief that their calls for accountability may finally be.